You're tuned into The Lowdown right here on 91.5 The Rebel HD2. My guest in studio today is a Jane of all trades. She trains, she teaches, and most importantly, she sings. Fior, you've officially stepped into The Lowdown. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. I mentioned that you're a trainer and you do teach. Let's talk a little bit more about that. What got you into personal training? Um, my brother, actually. he He's always been, you know, a big, like gym rat since he was like 14 he's almost 20 now um but he really started getting into working out and when he got into working out he was like you know you should start working out too and you know whatever I never cared it was just like why but I started working out with him in our garage um every now and then and Mm -hmm. little by little I kind of made my way into the like the fitness world or not the industry because it's not that's not what I mean but just working out in general right um and I, I like came to realize that I really love it, that it's just, it's so good, not just physically for me, but it's so good for me mentally and emotionally. And it just is a way where I can just go and just get in the zone and shut everything out. You know, I started taking friends with me to the gym every now and then. And then I started to realize that I also love teaching people as well. And I love, you know, showing people things and seeing how excited they would get. So I thought, I've been doing this a while. I've been bringing friends with me every now and then. I feel like I might as well just go and get my certification, go and study this and actually know what I'm talking about and become educated on the subject. Because it's far beyond just all the physical stuff. Like, it's about nutrition and how your body works in general. You have to understand that to understand the physics of working out Mm -hmm. and why things work the way they work. And so I, you know, started studying, did the whole year program and I became certified a little like a little under a year ago um so I've been doing that and that's been fun it's just been another outlet for me to kind of you know just release any kind of stress or anything that I might have on my mind and then the voice teaching kind of just goes hand in hand with music it's just Mm -hmm. again it's the core of who I am so I just I love teaching as you can see (laughs) and so I love teaching people how to lift and I love teaching people how to sing but that I've been doing for a while I all throughout high school would give like voice lessons on the side I wasn't certified in any way to be giving any lessons but I'm like you know what I like to sing whatever I learned I would try to show other people Mm -hmm. um and then I officially became like a like an actual vocal instructor about a year ago as well. Around the same time as personal training, it kind of happened at the same time. Let's talk about how you got your start in music. How did it begin? Um, I I feel like this is cliche for everybody. Oh, I've been singing since I was little. But yeah, I mean, singing, yeah, I've been singing since I was really, really little. Um, I grew up as a pastor's kid. And so oh, okay. I grew up singing in church and singing on the worship team and all these little events. Um, but performing... My first big performance was until I was about 13. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at first Friday, actually. Oh. My dad had a connection to some guy, and, and, and I did the performance, and that was my first time really in a stage element that mm-hmm. was in front of a lot of people that wasn't like, oh, a church or a talent show. Right. But, um, yeah, since I was little, I've, I've just been, I've really just been musically inclined, and it's been like second element to me. When did you really start to take it more seriously as, you know, dropping albums, um, singles, stuff like that? Not until actually this past year. I've written my whole life. You know, it's just been 
I think kind of a cathartic thing for me to just write and I have millions of songs just that will never see the light of day Mm -hmm. but um, this past year was the I think the toughest year of my life and I think you know putting that on paper and just manifesting those feelings in song kind of helped me through it so I thought okay well you know I have a little I have an arsenal of content here that's very personal to me Mm -hmm. um, that I think a lot of people might be able to oh you know identify with and yeah. so I thought okay well why not put it out now you know what I mean mm-hmm. what are your musical inspirations have they changed growing up or have they kind of stayed the same I mean growing up it was a lot and it still is um, but it was a lot of worship music a lot of Christian gospel artists um, and you know of the sort but I also grew up listening to Michael Jackson a lot and that was kind of my dad's thing you know we'd, we'd be in the car and he'd play um, the essential, you know, disc of <laughs> Michael Jackson, all his greatest hits. But um, so that's always kind of been a staple for me is just his artistry, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and as a performer and just an all around musician in general. I love a lot of older artists. I loved listening to Stevie Wonder and yes. Anita Baker <laughs> and, you know, just true musicianship was always just where my heart lied. Right. And at the core of who I am, I love R&B, but I also love acoustic. So I love kind of blending the two, mm-hmm. you know, and I love listening as well to Ed Sheeran and I love listening to Tori Kelly. And I think I draw more, at least recently, to them because that's kind of where I've been this last year is just been in the acoustic sphere because it's what I've been doing. But as far as writing and everything, I think I would look to them as my biggest inspirations. You do have a new project that just dropped today. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yes. So I'm dropping an EP today, and it's called Concrete Flowers. Originally, it was not titled that. That kind of came last minute, like maybe a week before we finalized the project. Uh, yeah, before it was, it was called something else, um, but it never really sat right with me. It mm-hmm. always kind of just felt like, oh, I'm just naming this because I don't know what else to name it. And it's just the first thing that came to mind. And so I kind of battled with that for a while, but I never really, I didn't know where else to take it. And because I was not in the best headspace, because that whole, again, that whole year was just tough all around. And I felt like I was just kind of floating throughout that whole year. Towards the end and towards finalizing the project, I was sitting in my bed one night and then I was talking with one of my friends actually, (laughs) with my friend Sierra. You know, we were talking, and she just kept referring to my strength, something that I don't, I guess, never really registered because I've never felt like, if, like, if you know me, I'm a cornball. I cry about everything, so I'm like, I'm not strong. Like, I don't know what she means, but she kept referring to it. And the more I thought about it, the more I think it kind of clicked in my head that this has been one of the toughest just moments of my life and it's lasted really long but I've managed to not have a complete mental breakdown right. and like and lose myself completely there were moments where I almost you know <laughs> almost lost my mind but um for the most part I think you know I made it out and is whatever many pieces I did but I made it out and I think that's when it kind of clicked like okay I have to be I have to have some kind of strength um and I think I started to kind of realize that my strength lied in in God and kind of just taking that moment of okay this is why I made it out 
And this is why I pushed through all the hard things that I went through is because I had friends that were there for me. I had my family as a support. Um, but more than anything, you know, I, I grounded myself in what I knew the most and the most um, personally and intimately, which was Christ. Again, I grew up in church, and so that was kind of a, a go-to for me. Then I started to think, from that conversation, I started to think, okay, well, what, you know, we started talking about strength and resiliency and all that. And then I realized my name, Fior, actually means flower in Italian. Oh. And so I was like, okay. So I started thinking about flowers that, that make it through the concrete, you know, mm -hmm. that grow out of the cracks. And I'm thinking, these flowers that can grow through one of the hardest materials on earth, if they're resilient enough and strong enough to make it through all that barrier, um, in a way, I feel like I kind of identified with that and thought, you know what, funny enough, my name means flower. But I feel like I've grown through all these barriers that I've had to face this last year and I've made it out. And so that, I think it was just like, this is it. This is what I'm calling this. And it's Concrete Flowers for that reason, because that whole EP is just kind of a kind of going through the memories of that whole year. And mm -hmm. every song on there is kind of like, OK, this is where she was at that point in time. How many songs are there on the EP? There are five. I wrote 21. <laughs> and then 21? I, I wrote 21 songs. At the very start of when I wrote all these songs, I wasn't planning on putting out a project. I was yeah. just writing because I, I needed to write. I needed to get this out and just, you know, breathe a little bit. I wrote 21 songs. And then I started thinking, okay, well, what if, like, I, you know, I started talking to friends and friends were like, well, you should do something with this. You should think about putting something out or putting together an album or a project or whatever. And I started thinking, I didn't want, and, I, and it, there's a recap coming out as well um, that I kind of talk about this on there, but because this is the first project, I didn't want to put out a 15 song yeah. album. Because it's like, people don't know you. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's overwhelming. That's a lot to take in and you kind of don't know where to start. With yeah. It's like, oh, well, we don't know what kind of artist she is. And she just gave us a whole lot to listen to. Right. So I thought, well, okay, this is me testing the waters and seeing how receptive people are. Um, I'm going to condense it. And so I condensed it down to 10 and then 7 and then 4. And then I thought, maybe I should just like an even 5. Maybe that would make more sense. Even? You know, like an even <laughs> just 5 songs. Even though it's not an even number. <laughs> but I thought, you know, five sounds better than four songs. Mm -hmm. um, so I chose to make it an EP just to essentially just test the waters, you know. And I decided to go with the five most, I guess, diverse songs of all the ones that I wrote. And the ones that were different enough, but still cohesive enough to make sense. Do you have any collaborations or is it just you? It's just me. I think that's um, good. That's probably for the best. I feel like it's safer, mm -hmm. um, only because it's like, okay, well, she's a new artist. We're listening to her, but we're also listening to all these people. Like, you know, I feel like, at least with the first project, I want people to just get a feel for who I am as an artist. I, like I said, I wrote all these songs. I read all these songs out on guitar, <laughs> and then I either decide to keep them acoustic or I decide to go and put in a bunch of either MIDI parts or record live instrumentation, but for the most part, all the songs that I felt didn't hold the project back. You released a single before. Is that going to be on the EP? It is. Okay. It is. I've released Road Trip. When was it? September of last year. September of 2017. But I had just started writing and putting together and kind of conceptualizing this whole project in July of that same year. 
So putting a single out in September felt kind of rushed mm-hmm. and it felt kind of forced and it felt like, well, I need to put this out now or else it's going to die and nothing's going to happen with it and people aren't going to care, which I don't think was the best idea because it felt forced and because I felt like we kind of rushed the release of this single. I went back and listened to it after you know it was released and I'm like, this is not what I want it to be like this isn't it in its fullest potential Potential. you know what I mean I didn't plug it as much as I probably should have I didn't promo it I kind of just let it die (laughs) and then essentially I pulled it Mm -hmm. Um, I pulled it from platforms because I was like I need to rework this and I need to remaster this and I need to go over and tweak it and fill it up more or take this out or do that or whatever I felt I needed to do to make it better and truly feel like it was something that I was proud of instead of feeling like it was something that the people that I that knew about it were just like you need to put this out you need to put this out and felt forced it seems like right now everyone in Vegas is dropping either singles or EPs or full albums so why now why do you choose to release now is it because everyone else is dropping or do you feel like this is the right time for you I think aside from what everybody else is doing, I just wanted to put something out just to put something out. I'm not overly concerned with, am I going to make it? Is this going to catch fire? Am I going to become famous? And, you know, is, is any of this going to happen? That's not where my true heart for this lies. I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. And just because I have friends and family that are like, oh, you should do something. You should put something out. And it's really just to share what's been on my heart and on my mind for the last year. And if people love it, they love it. And if they don't, well, I, I do at least you're me. happy at with yourself. At least I'm happy with what I'm doing. And it's not something that I feel pressured to have done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But again, I primarily do this and worked and put this out and worked with great people because I just, it just felt right. It just felt like, okay, well, let me actually do something with this. I've been writing my whole life, and let's just put a little project together. So what platforms will you be dropping your EP on? They're going to go live on all streaming platforms. <gasps> It'll be on Spotify, Apple Music, oh, yes. iTunes, Google, Amazon, Tidal, everything. The whole nine yards. Shout out to DistroKid. I don't know if I can say that, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Are you planning on having any shows or a release event for your album? Right now, what I know I can speak on is if we at least have, I have a release dinner that I'm planning. So um, I kind of just invited everybody that kind of had a hand again in this past year, um, whether it was musically or, you know, directly with the album or helping me through my mental, emotional chaos. <laughs> um, but some pe- just my closest people to me that I felt had some kind of impact or some kind of bearing on this whole project. Um, and so we have a little release dinner. Um, and as far as shows, you're going to have to stay tuned and see what happens. <laughs> And then where can the people follow you on social media for updates? At Fiormarua on everything on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Well, Fiora, it was nice having you on. I can't wait to listen to Concrete Flowers. Thank you so much for having me.